The Welsh Rugby Union sends condolences to the royal family following the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. She and the royal family have a long-standing link with the WIU and the stadium. The Queen was the royal patron of the WIU until handing over that role to her grandson Prince William, now of course the new Prince of Wales. She presented the 1999 Rugby World Cup among her appearances there and previously at Cardiff Arms Park. As a mark of respect, senior rugby matches in Wales were postponed last weekend, but the action has returned ahead of Monday's state funeral, and in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast we cover the Indigo Premiership, the return of regional rugby and Wales women's preparations for the Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. We'll start there with this week's match against England, a crowd of almost 12,000 in Bristol. Captain Hannah Jones and coach Ewan Cunningham reflected on a tough evening. Credit to England, obviously they are they are the best in the world and we were disappointed with our performance tonight. Scoreboard aside, I think we missed a lot of opportunities, we didn't convert some of the stuff we put in in training and um, yeah, second best, so we've got to look at ourselves and there's almost time to turn things around before we head off to New Zealand, so um, yeah. Like I said before, I think on average England are scoring 65 points a game, so we just got to look at ourselves. We've got to look at ourselves both individually, collectively. Like We created enough opportunities in our first half. Uh, we really did. But again, we just coughing the ball up a bit too easy in scoring zones. And it's something that we discussed as a group that we've got to start executing now if we really want to kick on as a group. Brilliant atmosphere. And, you know, it really does help us get through the game. They're number one for a reason. And, you know, we've got some tough learners to look back on. Some positives, like we said, off the driving mall, we scored a try off that. It's just getting our set piece right now to build a platform for us back to play off as well. There's some hard, tough learnings there. We're better than that. And we stick together now. We reflect and it's a quick turnaround. We've got to get things right and put our words into action. We'll have a little bit of time now to hurt, reflect, and, you know, we've got to pick ourselves up. It's a quick turnaround. Some of our players are undercooked, like when Kian Pellis has come off a long-term injury, so that was our first game, so she'll be better after it. We're still working with Cecilia to get through that conversion to tight head, and she'll get better. You know, she had a massive steep learning curve today, and that's great for her. She learned loads from it. And sometimes you've got to go through that pain when we're working with players. I think we showed we stuck at it in the far top corner first half. Got a, a five-pointer from a mall, which was pleasing. Something that we would definitely look at. But then it's just been a bit smarter then with the pictures that England were showing us from a defensive point of view. And again, we'll take learning from that in the next few weeks. After the game, second row Gwen Crabb spoke to Liz Jones. Gwen, a tough uh, day at the office today. What were your initial thoughts? I think for us it's quite frustrating and very emotional after a really long, tough pre-season. We know we can do a lot more than that and... Some of the things that we did were good and it's just, it's just frustrating for us that we, that we at the minute can't back it up, can't stay on top. And I think for us it's more a case of problem solving whilst in the moment. When you're in training it can be comfortable and you have time to problem solve but when you're under the, the pump uh, in the heat of the moment against the best team in the world, that's when we need to get better and that's when we need to problem solve on the spot. But you've got time to do that now, you've got some time to take the learners on board. And Is it just a case of getting things to click in that match? Haven't had matches, you know, Canada, England, 
you know, it is still a case of getting back playing games. Yeah, definitely. I think from both matches we've got a variety of different lessons that we can take and the biggest thing is is that we do take those lessons. We not only reflect on our personal performance but then reflect on the team performance and how we can click as a team to actually come together and put together that performance because in part we're showing it, it's just we're going into our shell when we're on the back foot and we can't afford to do that at this level of rugby. Obviously all credit to England, number one team in the world. Yeah, it's never going to be easy coming up against the best team in the world and we knew that before coming in. I think for us it's maybe a mentality thing that we've got to flick and realise that now we are on a level playing field with these girls. Before it was their professional, they're a next level up, but now we are as well. It is going to take some time, it's not going to happen overnight, but it is a big mentality thing for us, I think, to actually be able to take it to them with confidence as well. Try Dunno Wales jersey. My second, I actually got a try on my first cap, but that was a pick and go, so um, slightly better this time. Talk um, us through this one then. Well, <laughs> I was just at the back of the line out and it was turn in, so I thought I would just try and reach the try line and then I did, so it was a bit surreal. But <laughs> It was a bit more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. <laughs> Trying no, to be humble but, here. Um, no, to show that the opportunities are there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, the op- we've got opportunities, and it's just that last pass sort of thing, which, you know, we've been struggling with in training as well. So it's just when that clicks, I think we're going to be more of an attacking threat uh, as well. So If you talk through that try with um, less modesty, <laughs> but no, to show that the set piece it can be a weapon as well. Yeah, and like for a set piece, is something that we know we've got in our locker, but we've been inconsistent with it. And it is that case of problem solving on the move. Um, we've got to get better at that as a team. It is hard in the heat of the moment, but to show that we can get a try off set piece, we scored, um, we played them in Six Nations off of set piece as well. So it's just a case of backing ourselves with it and keeping our foot on the throat with it. That was Wednesday, but the day before, hundreds of school children were at the WRU base at the Vale Resort to watch the squad train and send them off to the World Cup, knowing the level of support behind them. A chance to talk to scrum half Fionn Lewis. This is quite a turnout, isn't it? What do you make of it? Oh, it's amazing. Literally, the amount of young girls here watching us, I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And to show that they can see what they can aspire to be like, and also just for us to have that support and know that we've got this amount of people backing us is incredible. So, yeah, awesome. Before you became a professional rugby player, this was part of your world. Anyone from your old school here? Not my school that I worked in, but actually my school that I went to, Ascal Duffernama, and they're here today, and there's loads of them. <laughs> so that's quite cool to see, you know, my old teachers that used to teach me, bringing the girls down to watch me and Hannah train, because Hannah went to school with me as well. Yeah, amazing. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just so rewarding to be able to give back to people that, you know, supported us throughout our young careers. What's it like for you to see them, but also for them to see you? Yeah, yeah. well, mind-blowing, I think, to see how far we've come. They've know, known us from, obviously, your seven days, and, and me and Hannah were both footballers, hockey players, netballers. We literally did it all when we were in school. So, yeah, but I think they knew in their minds rugby was the real dream. So, yeah, to see us achieving what we've always aspired to, I think it's really proud of us. Because this is a World Cup send-off. Does this bring it home to you that in just over a week you're heading off to New Zealand for that? I don't think it's hit us yet. I don't think it'll hit us until we actually sat on the plane, but I think it's just celebrating where the women's game's going and how much it's grown. You know, the support we've had in the WRU over this year to make us 
professional and the opportunity that they've given us to really give it our all to in this World Cup is huge and to be able then to share with people like this who are supporting us from the sidelines is really really special so um, yeah to give it back to them for coming down and supporting us and just supporting us like they do all the time is really really rewarding so yeah it's really special. What's the last month been like because obviously you've had the trip to Canada you've had the match and lessons learned from that no doubt just talk us through all that. I think it's been really productive, to be honest. I think it's been a real test to see how far we've come. I mean, pre-season was probably the hardest one, I think we've all said, of our entire rugby career so far. But I think that's what's most important, is showing we've had all this contact time together. Yeah, we're playing you know, two of the best teams in the world, but that's what we want to be. Obviously, we need to be realistic with time. Things aren't going to happen and change overnight, but progress is important, and I think what we've shown and the effort and time we put in over these last few months is going to display that and I think Canada was a small chunk of that, of where we've come. The World Cup will be exciting. All I can say is we've literally worked so hard over the last few months. We've really grasped the opportunity to be full time and like we're so grateful that we've been able to do it. So yeah, hopefully now the hard work will pay off. What do you take out of that Canada game? Just, I think it really displayed that we've got fitter. That was one of our massive workers as a squad, just to really work on our fitness levels. We need to be more physical. We lost battles in the breakdown. That's one thing we've worked on now since on the back of that. Honestly, just keep working hard, but priorities looking after that ball and we need to just finish our opportunities. We're make, we are making opportunities. We just need to complete them. I'm looking forward to the World Cup. Obviously, Wales have gone professional, but so in the last few months of Scotland, so of Ireland, who of course aren't even there. How much of a difference is that going to make to that crucial first game? It's a level playing field now at the end of the day. I think it comes down to mindset on the day and who is willing to work that hard enough. I think it's incredible that all these nations are now going full-time. It's not for us to be like, oh, they are too. We want that to happen because we want to keep pushing the women's game. And the more nations that buy into that and make us as women professional, that's what's going to only push us forward and give these girls that are here today watching us the opportunity for the future. I think that's what's most important. So, yeah, of course we want to be on top, but hopefully, yeah. We turn up on the day and, yeah, don't give up. And this send-off is amazing. If you do well, imagine what the return could be like. <laughs> 100%. We don't want to be coming home any early as possible. <laughs> but, yeah, it's people, I guess, we want to make proud at the end of the day and we want to be giving them back. So, hopefully, yeah, we'll be coming home to a bigger greeting and more celebrations, hopefully. It was also a chance to have a more reflective chat with Coach Ewan Cunningham. Looking ahead, but also looking back over the last few weeks. And starting with that school's event itself. It was tremendous, you know, fantastic to see so many young school children and aspiring rugby players to be here on pitch side to watch us, you know, run through our plays and, and then to interact with them afterwards and share conversations, sign shirts, take pictures. Excellent, brilliant, brilliant morning. And all their old schools, so it helps bring home to them the fact it's very different to when they were 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, exactly that, but also to inspire that next generation of players, you know, I'm sure the a lot of those girls sitting watching us uh, train this morning thinking I want to be there in five years' time and want to be the next Charles Joyce or Hannah Jones and, and that's exactly what we're going to do, inspire the next generation, keep growing the game and, and it was great to see this morning. The last month has been pretty pretty new, pretty exciting, going to Canada, playing a game. Tell me what you take out of the last month. The girls have worked extremely hard, first and foremost, I think that's really important. We set out early July to say that we want to push them to a place where they've never been before potentially with regards to enjoying pain and uh, pushing through it and knowing that they're going to be able to cope with that. I think we've achieved that, been in dark places and that's good. Spending loads of time together, setting up performance weeks you know, as a squad and then going away, spending a lot of time together in Canada which was very beneficial for us. Understanding hotel life, it is different, 
and that was great for us from a learning point of view and a nice little snapshot of how it will be in New Zealand because uh, obviously we're going to be there for minimum five weeks so it's, it's a test for us all but I think it pulled us even closer together which is great as we move forward towards New Zealand. And the Canada game, what did you get out of that? Loads of learning from it. First of all, with the ball, uh, I thought we created enough chances there to score probably 20, 22 points, but we left it out there. So we got to make sure we improve on that, which we, we focused on in training since we come back. Without the ball then, it's been a bit more physical. You know, we play these top sides in the world. They are going to be big, powerful teams. So how are we smart in our contact area and our tackle contest, those type of things. And, and that's where we've set the challenge for the players that are having the opportunity tomorrow night to do that, you know, or against England to do it. So... And also just learning how girls react away from home, what type of things we need to put in place to help us perform really. And um, it was brilliant from Canada's point of view. Uh, when we look back, reflect on it, I'm looking forward to New Zealand. Because we focus on Wales being professional, of course, but so are Scotland, your first opponents in the uh, World Cup now. Ireland, who aren't even there. It's risen across the board. Professionalism is the base to work from rather than the leap forward now almost. That's it. You know, We actually had a chat about it as a squad um, the other day actually saying that the bars has been risen across the world, everyone's getting better, everyone's investing more, everyone's becoming professional, so what is the point of difference, you know, and we wanted the mantra, no one works harder than us, both on the field, off the field, you know, we learn faster than the opposition, so those are the type of things that, that want, we want to be known that sets us apart, plus how united we are, I think that's something massive we're going to work on because our strength is, is our togetherness, and that's something that we will focus on in New Zealand for sure. So the England game and then you've got a squad to pick. That's going to be quite a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, very difficult and uh, it's exactly what we need as coaches, you know. It's never easy to pick a squad. It's tough and tough decisions have to be made and we focus everything about us upon the team first and, and we will always have that in our forefronts of our minds when we discuss and pick our final 32. But there will be some tough decisions to make and there will some, be some people who are now professional rugby players that you're going to have to leave behind. Yeah, Unfortunately, that's part of pro sport, isn't it? And we will have a robust discussion about it. And again, focusing on, you know, looking at the first game, which is the most important game, which sets you up and gives you momentum into the tournament and how, how we can get there in the best way possible. Also looking at scenarios, you know, you're looking at key positions like nines, you know, even looking at hookers and can someone play across? If we lost someone, can she cover? So going through all those uh, scenarios, really, and getting to the final 32. And there are always injuries. Some of those players are going to get called up, aren't they? Yeah, that's another thing we mentioned. When selection comes out, things change very quickly. And even though if you don't make the final, you know, the first cut, for example, then it can change overnight. And it's having the mindset to be ready. I think that's something that's uh, has got to be on the forefront of someone that, that possibly doesn't make the first 32. And just finally, we're around about 10 days from getting on the plane and going out to New Zealand for a minimum of five weeks, as you say. How excited are you? How excited is everybody about what's coming up? Oh, it's super exciting, you know, we can't wait. Um, our challenge is going to be, you know, we want to express ourselves on the world stage. Get out there, show us what we can do, put Wales on the map, you know, from a, a rugby point of view, the talent we've got in the squad. And there's no better opportunity now than to do it in October against top quality opposition. And it's super exciting. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It's the return of United Rugby Championship this weekend and also the return of some Wales internationals after their summer tour of South Africa. Prop Dylan Lewis boosted his reputation against the Springboks and also is coming into the new season injury-free, which should help him make an impression.
yeah, definitely had some time off after the tour where I picked up a few niggles and time off where I needed. Um, I picked up a few before the season and during the season last year. Uh, come back in pretty good shape and feeling pretty good, yeah. And you played through some niggles over the last season or two, haven't you? Nice not to be able to do that at the start of the season. It is nice, yeah. It's always nice not to have to worry about a few things. So, yeah, hopefully now just hit the ground running, really. How much confidence did you take from, you know, your performances in South Africa and what was the main thing you learned from it? Yeah, I could take a fair bit of confidence from it. Probably wasn't playing my best rugby prior to it. And then sort of got put in a position where, you know, both tight heads who initially got named got injured and chucked in the deep end, really. Um, not so much a deep end, but you had no other choice than to sort of front up or not. So, yeah, just take a lot of confidence from that, certainly from set piece, and hopefully just try and take that into the season now. Do you feel like it was a turning point for you in terms of test rugby? I imagine you can't get a tougher challenge than scrummaging against the spring box in their own backyard as a prop. Yeah, you could say that, but it means nothing really unless you take that into the season now. So my biggest focus would just be continuing that, continuing some of the good work that I did out there, trying to get into the best form I can and just continue with it. Speaking to Adam Jones after the first test, and the thing that he was most pleased about about your game was I think there was a scrum in the second half when Owen Watkins was on the flank and he was just pleased about how square you stayed under pressure and didn't give away a penalty. I mean, just how important is that as a prop? It's not something you necessarily think about. Just, just not giving away penalties, I suppose, is massive. Yeah, I think that reverts back to a lot of the good work I've been doing with us leading up to the tour and the weeks we were there, the focus points. And, you know, we knew we were going there and we were going to have a challenge on our set piece. So that was the biggest thing, was just, just trying to limit the penalties and, and seeing if we could get a few ourselves, really. Driving over opposition props that gets the headlines but I suppose just being solid as a front row unit I suppose that's important isn't it a test, a test rugby yeah this clean ball is just as good as, as anything really these days and not giving any penalties the priority is just being secure there at set piece One in the Indigo Premiership Aberavon lead the way with two wins from two their coach Jason Hyatt spoke to Rob Cole Top four it is then that gets you into it with a chance of winning yep. you were there thereabouts last season yep. can you do it again well, of course, we've got a, got a great squad and I think the boys have had a really good summer. We've trained exceptionally hard. You know, every Saturday we've been at Merth and Mow, where we normally do that once. Some real big character building up there. And I, I think the, the guys are enjoying training. We've made some changes. Obviously, a lot of players have finished and retired. We've got some really good youngsters in, some, some excellent potential. Made a few changes to the coaching setup. Chris Davis now coaches the attack as well as the D. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really good summer of learning and the energy is really good in camp. And, you know, I think the Premiership is, I think it's going to be a, a really good year this year. You know, everyone's excited about playing home and away. Mm. There's been some key signings. I think nearly all sides have made some good signings. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. So, talking about signings, tell me about Dan Baker. Dan Baker's been, obviously, come to an end in, in the Dragons. I, I met Dan when he was 17. He played up in Tonmau with me and uh, I took an instant like to Dan. I like the way he conducted his business. He's a straight talker. We know what he can do on the field. And we were looking to increase our carrying power in the back row. I, I feel we got one of the best back rows in the Premiership. And adding Dan into that mix will only increase it even further. So, yeah, he's a great ball carrier. He's good to have in the environment. And um, he's been a good signing. 
he strikes me a little bit like Morgan Allen. Yeah. Carries hard. Yeah. A lot of power around his midriff. Yeah. And can play skittles for people. Yeah. He's a big, big ball carrier. He's been around the game a long time. I met Dan and listened to what he had to say and it was obvious that, you know, Aberavon was a club that he wanted to finish his career in. And we were delighted that he, he chose Abraham to come to. Obviously, there was a lot of interest around Dan, and he chose Abraham, and it was a good fit for him. He likes what we're doing down there. He'll add substantially to the, the firepower within the pack. We're not always going to be playing in sunshine. He will be playing in wet conditions. And as for a player to put it over the game line, all our back row can carry ball. But you know, when you look at Andrew Waite, Dan Baker, Ashton Evans, Lloyd Evans, Joe Tomlin Reeves, a really exciting youngster in there now in Justin Davis. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of firepower there and a lot of guys will be you know, vying for those jerseys. So you, you developed Ben Williams last season. And that shows exactly what the Premiership can do, I guess, isn't it? I think it's you could look to every club about development, and we're very, very proud of the, the fact that development is very, very high on our agenda at Aberavon. You know, we had the pleasure of having Dan Edwards with us last year, and we watched Dan grow and seen some of his performances recently. You know, uh, we were delighted to play a small part in that. Obviously, Ben Williams came to us from Gilvark Cork out of youth. You know, uh, that was very much a recommendation from a former player, Lee Pennell. I trust his recommendation turned out to be a great one. And then, obviously, you know, we can go back a little bit, and you know, it's very well documented the Jack Morgan story. So the Premiership is there to help develop players, and it's do, I think it's doing a fantastic yeah. job. Dan Edwards used to come to the games with his father, didn't he? Yeah, Ale Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Ali will, will probably want to speak to you for saying that. No, in, in fairness, I think... But it was a we, great partnership. Well, it, it worked for everyone. Yeah, I remember when I sat down to sign Ali, and, you know, when you sign a player, 34, 35, at the back of your mind is how much fire they got left in there. And Ali has been one of our greatest signings. You know, he's, uh, he trains hard, he's very diligent, keeps himself in great shape. And for when you're developing a youngster like Dan, he plays a, a key role in that because he takes over that mental role. We've got a very similar situation now where we've signed Gabe Lacey from Porth Court. Yep. Gabe has done a, a fantastic job already. You know, he's been recognised at under 18 level, he's been capped by Wales 18s, he's played for Bristol Bears Academy and he's worked with those coaches. And we again delighted that he's chosen Aberavon to develop it. Yeah. So that speaks volumes not only for Aberavon but the Welsh Premiership. You know, he wants to be a pro player. I got no doubt you meet these players and you get a gut feeling or an instinct and I think Gabe, if he works hard and he reaches potential, he's a future international without any shadow of doubt. He's got all the key skills, but around him are some really good develop players to help him develop. So you've got Joe Gage, you've got Joe Thomas, the Steph Andrews on the wing, John Phillips and Chris Banfield, Reese Jones this year now inside yes, him yes. with with Ali Thomas, and he'll only benefit from that. Yeah. So he will learn a tremendous amount from those guys, and not just on the field about how they conduct themselves off the field, the extras they do before and after training. As a Premiership coach, those are the traits that you want to see players take away from the club. There's an excellent work ethic within Aberavon and if nothing else that will rub off on Gabe and he'll learn what it takes to develop into a pro player. It's going to be very competitive at the top end isn't it? Very competitive. I think there's some great coaches in the Premiership, be some good signings across the board and if you look at last year any side can beat any side. I say that every year but you can, you know, there's quality across the board. So, you know, we've got to make sure that we prepare as well as possible and uh, and enjoy that level of competition. I think this year will be the most competitive Premiership we've we've seen for a long yeah. time. Have you got over the cup final yet? Yeah, we obviously we had time to 
look at it and assess and I think we certainly in the second half we had our chances we you know if we could have uh, won a penalty which we probably deserved in that last few minutes who knows but I was just really proud of the boys we had a particularly tough draw we beat Merthyr we beat Clandavery you know it wasn't an easy draw to get there Newport played some great rugby but I was really proud of the players getting to the cup final the way they conducted themselves on the day was magnificent and we'd be pushing hard to go one step further. So that's it from this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Until next week, goodbye.